0: Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, and I was in the northeastern corner of North Carolina the day before Thanksgiving visiting a friend. While visiting, I set out for a casual stroll to take in some of this beautiful country. There was an old church with a huge cemetery behind it featuring graves from the 1800s and beyond. I took the road north and walked down to an old wooden bridge that crossed the creek that snaked alongside the road. I thought the bridge would be private because the dirt lane on the other side led down to someone's house. But then I noticed a fire road to the left that corkscrewed up the side of the densely wooded hillside that was my route. It was steep, but the air was cool and it felt good to get some exercise. I was about halfway up, and I noticed an old car salvage yard in the open meadow below me, right across the road from the old church. About thirty paces later, I got a strange feeling that let me know that I was being watched. So I took two more steps up the hill and heard something sprinting across the top of that hill away from my location. But it was not the general prance like that of a deer. Rather, these steps were deliberate, heavy, and lightning fast. Then there was a sound of the breaking of a large branch or a small tree. It then got deathly quiet for a few moments. I cautiously took two more steps. Then I heard faint calculated steps around the crest of the hilltop back in my direction. That strange feeling returned with a vengeance. I froze in my tracks. I was carrying a sidearm. I could hear my heartbeat in the silence. I scanned the topography of the hilltop staring from where I heard the tree break from left to my right, high and low searching for the slightest of movement. I was a sitting duck. I just had my back to whatever had the drop on me. Then I saw it, just the upper half of a head that was the same color as the two pines it was hiding behind. The rest of the body was concealed by the large underbrush in front. It was as still as those two pine trees. The top of the head was rounded and the eyes were black as coal. The eye size was that of a 50 cent piece and about 5 inches apart. I don't know how long I stared at this thing, but I do remember thinking what the hell am I looking at. Then it hit me. That has got to be a Bigfoot. Well that's enough for me I thought and back down the hill I went. I heard a minor disturbance in the leaves and it was all over. I have no doubt in my mind that if that Bigfoot wanted me, he certainly could have had me. Fortunately for me, he or she was just curious. The strangest thing about this encounter is that I had no recollection of this event until several years later. My memory shook loose by reading someone else's encounter. I feel incredulous by this fact and can only resolve it as a repressed memory brought on by a traumatic event. I have read hundreds of encounters and listened to lots of testimonies as well, and feel fortunate that I was able to eventually recall the encounter. Folks, I know this might be hard to believe, but it's what I've gone through. I had just finished up with a traffic stop one night where all I found was an expired registration on a car, which did not match the plates so I let them off without warning, went back to my cruiser to call dispatch before returning to patrol. This being said, I should have been able to see everything in front of me as clear as day, even though it was winter time and where all the trees had lost their leaves, so visibility shouldn't have been too much of an issue. My headlights illuminated almost anything within 100 yards or so, but sometimes things can hide in the shadows of those yards. I noticed something out of my peripheral vision. This is right as I was on the phone with dispatch, so I immediately cut off dispatch and began slowly driving towards where I saw whatever it was, thinking it was a person up to no good. But then I saw that it moved slowly and had a long, fluid stride. Despite having no leaves, it seemed to blend in with the surroundings enough that you could just barely make out what it looked like when I saw a large head, two long ears and horns dark deep eye sockets that appeared almost hollow, taken up by most of my headlights' illumination. By this point, I felt like Alice chasing after whatever Alice chased after into Wonderland, except without all the trippiness and trying to find an exit. Except this time, it was the one chasing after me. I sped up a bit and tried to keep it in sight, but as I got closer, it suddenly crouched down and I lost sight of it, The more I go into detail about this experience, the deeper things get. Just know that there is no car for it to have gotten into or jump over any fence. So where did it go, whatever it was? But as soon as you stop asking questions is when they get answered. So I slowly circled around the same 100 yards again, searching for anything unusual with my high beams on, on full illumination. It must have been hiding from me somehow. There was nothing except a few stray cats starting behind some trash cans on the other side of the street. i jumped jump some bushes and parked cars, still nothing. So I start to just go back on duty, probably looking like a crazy officer driving around aimlessly for no reason. But that's what we do sometimes in this job. You just never know when something is going to pop out, so better be safe than sorry. I'm about halfway down the block towards my car when suddenly, up ahead of me, which is now being obstructed by tall grass, I see it again. It had been crouched down again, but its head was now tilted upward at an angle directly towards me, and its mouth was wide open. There were no teeth visible that I could recall, and it did not appear to be making any sounds. It would only remain in that position for a few seconds, then it would slowly move from side to side before standing back up on its two legs. It was at least ten yards away from me, So I did the sensible thing, which was to get back into my car, lock the doors. But it just stood there, looking at me for a few seconds, until going back behind some other parked cars, trying to keep out of sight. I don't know what it wanted with me, but if you have watched any cop show or horror movie ever, you probably could have guessed what happened next. I got out of my vehicle, drew my firearm. I'm smart enough to realize that shooting them never works anyway, but as I was about to approach the spot where it had been standing, it suddenly appeared in front of me, stopped, and stared at me. And dang it, this thing was fast. It did not make any noise, but its wide-open gaping mouth, which now I can see contained what looked like rows of jagged teeth glistening with drool. Then it runs away from me again. I followed right behind it. At this point, I just really wanted to know what this thing was. So forget being scared. I probably should have just gone back into my car for that hour or two remaining of my shift. But there's a reason why they call that being stupid anyway. So I'm chasing after whatever it was, and I'm running pretty fast, but not jumping over anything. This thing was fast, like Usain Bolt fast. It did not even run in a straight line. When it ran away from me, it would just kind of weave in and out of any obstacle in front of it which consistently mostly apart cars or trash at the time. But when you move so much while trying to evade capture, eventually you're going to fall down. Your legs can only take you so far before they get tired. That's what I think happened in this thing. It seemed to collapse on something that was invisible in my headlights and then pulls itself back up, which I'm not sure if it tripped or why it collapsed. Maybe it was feigning death. I don't know but as soon as it pulled itself back up, it runs into a nearby backyard, which made sense. I mean, all the streets have been blocked off at this point, so I'm going chasing after it to the same gate that is still wide open in the fence. And to my horror, I see another similar creature on my left, staring right at me like an idiot while not making any noise. It, too, was crouched down like something out of a prehistoric paleo zoo exhibit. Its mouth agape, But i couldn't see any teeth i couldn't help but notice that this one had very large eyes much larger than the other one almost like a child or a baby compared to an adult and then another creature just took off running while i was still trying to figure out if this creature was real or not or was i simply running after a nightmare and then a smaller one jumps right in front of me out of reaction i shoot this one point blank in the chest several times which my gun did not even seem to phase it. It kept on running towards me, and I panicked at this point. Despite my training, I'm now thinking that this is some kind of demon. I did not even bother shooting at it again. The first few shots seemed to have no effect. So instead of wasting bullets, I pulled out my taser and tased whatever it was, expecting it to fall over. But it did not even react. The taser did nothing. Unsure of what to do at this point, I do the only thing I know I can do, run. This creature and the other two gave chase, following quickly behind each other. I made it back to my cruiser and flew out of there, and since this night I have never seen or dealt with such a creature. But I believe that this was something that had come from deep in the pits of hell, and I know these things are very real. I've thought about this incident nearly every day for the past 20 years and still don't know exactly what happened. I believe I experienced a rip in the space-time continuum or some other less cliché version of that. All I know is that one moment the sky was blue and the next second it was night. We were staying at my grandmother's house in rural Lancaster County, Pennsylvania during the summer. When I was a kid, I loved going to my grandma's because it was so different from my life in Philadelphia. So we'd been there for over a week at this point. I just needed to get out of the house. There was a small creek that divided the woods from the property, and there was a thick tree branch that stretched across the brook, so I could use that to hop over the water, and then also use some big rocks as additional stepping stones. I got over the stream and into the woods. I just meandered about. Many years previous, my brother and I had built a tree house, so I decided I would go and try to find it to see if it was still standing. I walked about five minutes into the woods and reached the large oak that once held our makeshift treehouse. Not surprisingly, it was a total wreck, and I decided that I'd be foolish to climb up there. So instead, I just started to turn around and walk back to the house. When I reached the creek, this time there was this faint white glow coming from the water. I thought it was weird looking back on it, but just figured that it was probably the angle of the sun or something. I mean the water looked normal except for the edges and the ripples almost shined and sparkled in the light. It's sort of hard to explain. Also, the stream was moving more quickly than usual, but not flooding or anything, so I had no clue why something like this would be happening. I just started to hop my way over the rocks and onto the Branch Bridge. But when my foot touched the far bank, I felt a flash of light overtake my vision, and I fell flat on the ground. When I opened my eyes again, I thought I'd gone blind. I honestly wondered if I had hurt my eyes somehow. The world had fallen into complete darkness, even though it couldn't have been even half past two in the afternoon. I managed to get myself back on my feet and made my way back to the house. Luckily, I knew the property well, and I made it there without incident. I flung open the door and there stood my mother and my grandmother in the kitchen. The looks on their faces were frightening. I'd never seen them with such serious expressions. My grandmother was on the phone with the police and my brother was sitting quietly on the couch. His head spun as soon as I opened the door I could tell by looking at everybody's faces that they had all been crying. Their cheeks were streaked and their eyes were red. My mom then asked me where I had been and said I knew I wasn't allowed to be gone that long. Apparently, I'd been gone for hours. I watched as her face moved between anger and being relieved to see me alive. I couldn't understand it at first because I'd only just walked five minutes into the woods. But they said they had searched and called my name and went down to the creek. But they never saw any signs of me. Nothing. I still don't know what happened but I do believe that I somehow was caught in a time warp. There's no other explanation that's reasonable for what happened except for something supernatural. I couldn't have fallen or gotten lost because my family searched the area. They would have seen me. I didn't go far. They would have literally had to step over my body if they were in the area of that creek. It's just impossible that I was near where they were looking and not in some otherworldly place still none of them believed me and my mom was always very adamant that i do not share my story with teachers and friends since then i realized that i wasn't alone in this experience after watching various videos and reading other accounts but i'm still looking for answers i can't easily go back there to check it out because my grandmother ended up passing away a few years ago and after that my family sold the property I am eventually going to contact them and see if I can go back and find answers. When I was 18, my then boyfriend and I were outside and we heard footsteps so we got scared and ran inside. When we finally worked up the nerve to go back out so he could leave, I reached for the doorknob and the doorknob started shaking and there was a simultaneous loud knocking on the door. We started screaming, of course, and went and woke up my father, who went outside with a gun, and nothing was there. My father has lived there for 60 years and isn't one that believes in paranormal anything. He makes comments about the noises and had someone tear down the crosses in the fence after I told him about what I had learned. He would never admit it, but I'm sure he's probably seen things, too. My dad hunts a lot in deep Florida swamps using hound dogs. So the pack of dogs chase the deer, and he chases the dogs. And it leads him to the deer. Well late one night, his pack wouldn't come to him when he called them. They were chasing something. Something that was freaking them out. It was late, and he was ready for them to stop the chase so he could gather them up and call it a night. He also had a suspicion based off how excited they were that they were tracking a bear and not a deer. Eventually, he gets to a shallow but wide creek that the dogs won't pass, and in the twilight he sees what they were tracking. It was about six foot two, covered in reddish black hair, walking upright and stunk. Whatever it was, turned back as it was crossing the creek and locked eyes with my dad and his dogs. My dad says it wasn't a bear or a man. Then it disappeared into the bush on the other side. My dad was so freaked out he ran and left his dogs because they still refused to stop chasing it and wouldn't come to him. He only ever found half of his hound pack. He's only ever told family about it. This was maybe 10 years ago, and I was sailing with my family, moving a sailboat from the Connecticut shore to Boston, and this happened on an extremely foggy day. I also remember the day being pretty windless as well, so we were just motoring along instead of sailing. Now the general procedure for sailing in such thick fog is to use radar and foghorns to try to prevent any collisions from happening. At some point we started hearing huge, loud horn blasts, just repeating from somewhere to our right in the fog. It seemed normal enough, someone signaling their position to anyone in the vicinity, Then, after maybe 15-20 minutes of sailing and listening to these horn blasts, we eventually came upon what was making them. Maybe 100 feet from our boat, a huge-ass submarine appeared and looked like it's just sitting still. The weird thing was the suddenness of its appearance. Maybe not the creepiest thing in this thread, but an enormous black shape appearing out of the fog at sea was pretty creepy to me at the time. I was on my way walking to the Dollar General store one early night in October 2016. I live west of Philadelphia in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. When I got ready to cross the street to where I was going, I noticed that there was a large black car, possibly an older Crown Victoria, parked on the side of the Dollar General store. The car had its interior lights on. As I walked closer, I could see someone in the driver's seat. The person had long black hair and had on sunglasses, so I couldn't see the person's eyes. As I looked closer, I could see that the person's face was really white, like milk white. It appeared that the person was just looking straight ahead and wasn't looking around. The person was moving a little bit, so it wasn't fake. I saw no mouth, no nose, and no facial hair. The face was just smooth white. I couldn't tell if they had ears because of their long black hair and shades. They were just parked and sitting there with the car interior light on, as if they wanted to be seen for some reason. It's just weird how it just so happened to be at night when not many people were out as if it was planned that way. I was scared and creeped out. When I came out of the Dollar General, I went home by walking all the way around the block to not pass that person. I'm saying person. It's more like being. It was scary and creepy. I first thought I was seeing things, I know I'm not the only person who has seen that. I never told anyone because I felt that people would think I was nuts. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but could this have been a so-called men in black? The entire scenario just didn't make any sense. One night I returned to my parents' house. I was still in my late teens sober. On the side of the road i noticed a man close to my mailbox wearing all white at first i thought it was a jogging suit then as i got closer it seemed like he was dressed like colonel sanders at the time i lived on a dirt road with very few neighbors and thought it very odd to see somebody in white on a muddy road at about 9:30 at night i kind of chuckled to myself how odd but i never even really made direct eye contact or got a great look at the guy He appeared to be trying to back off the road to not get muddy when I drove by. My driveway was about 150 feet long through the woods, and I had just parked when I decided I should turn around and drive back down there and see if the gentleman needed help. I was thinking that it was very odd for somebody to be all in white on this muddy road, and maybe this guy needed help. Of course, by the time I drove back to the end of the driveway, he was gone. I drove by my neighbor's house but it didn't look like anybody was home, and there's no way he could have made it any further than that. To this day, I don't know what or who that was. People don't believe me, and honestly, I can understand why. It's not every day that you witness something so inexplicable and surreal. Many years ago, during a holiday in Lisbon, Portugal, my friends and I embarked on a three-day boat tour into the vast ocean. On the second night of our voyage, the atmosphere on the boat was alive with merriment. Laughter filled the air as people gathered together, sharing stories and drinks, while the music reverberated through the night. In the midst of the lively festivities, I found myself seeking solace and tranquility at the bow of the boat. I stepped away from the vibrant scene and lit a cigarette, my gaze fixated on the ethereal night sky. The stars shimmered above, and the moon cast its gentle glow upon the vast expanse of the sea. The rhythmic sound of the waves against the boat provided a soothing backdrop to my contemplation. And then it happened. As if from the depths of some fever dream, I spotted something swimming in the water directly in front of me. Its form broke through the surface, catching the moonlight and casting an otherworldly display of red, orange, and yellow hues. My heart skipped a beat as I tried to comprehend what I was seeing. It was colossal. The creature before me was massive, akin to the size one would imagine a whale to be. But this was no ordinary fish, it was more similar to okopus, or kraken creature. Its vibrant colors defied reason and logic. The creature undulated through the water, moving with an unsettling grace. It appeared almost serpentine, as if a whale-sized snake were navigating the depths with measured poise. Overwhelmed by awe and disbelief, I couldn't contain my excitement. I shouted for my companions to come and witness this astounding sight. But just as I called out, the creature began to turn beneath the surface, causing water to splash and churn. In an instant, it disappeared from view, descending into the fathomless depths below. To my dismay, none of the others saw what I had witnessed. They dismissed my account as a figment of an overactive imagination, a product of the night's revelry. Despite my insistence and earnestness, they continued their celebrations, the events of that extraordinary moment fading into the background. In 2012, I did a freshman outdoor orientation trip for my university. It was essentially a hiking trip and icebreaker with a few other incoming students and upperclassmen slash teachers as leaders. We did our trip in Ohio, but for years they had done their outdoor orientation in West Virginia, so naturally we asked what had caused the change. Apparently, the year before us, they had been dropped off by the bus, and the group had hiked into the forest as usual, probably around 40 freshmen, eight upperclassmen, leaders, and four teachers. A few miles down the trail, it's starting to get a bit dark, and they figure they'll hike for about 30 more minutes before setting up their various camps. They split everyone into groups to make it easier to meet people and more manageable for the leaders. Around this time, they pass a guy who looks as if he has been living in the forest for years mid-forties, super overgrown beard, clothes are dirty and falling apart, seems to have a few screws loose, etc. Naturally, this is an off-putting sight, but he passes the group and is quickly forgotten. The next day, one of the group leaders sees him again, pretty far away, as he's walking away from the group. This is somewhat peculiar but it's not completely unheard of for there to be other people hiking out there. On the second night, the same leader heads away from the campground to brush her teeth and use the bathroom. As she is walking out into the forest with her headlamp on, she sees this same guy standing alone on the trail in the pitch black with no light. This time, instead of walking away, he begins to usher her over. Understandably, she does not want to get much closer. But he begins to walk toward her holding a letter, asking her if she can deliver it to one of her kids. He shows her a picture he's drawn that shows the location of all the camps they planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. have set up as well as notations for which camps are loud, how late they stay up, and other really creepy shit that makes it clear that he's been watching these groups for the last two days. At this point, she begins to freak the F out, so she tells him to leave them alone or else she will call the police. Instead of complying, he keeps insisting that he needs this letter to be delivered to one of the students. He explains that he is an ex-drug addict and that this is his last chance at redemption. At this point, this girl is about ready to book it to the campsite, so she takes the letter and tells him to leave and that she will deliver it. Thankfully, he walks away, And as soon as he is out of sight, she sprints back to her tent, frantically tries to explain what just happened to her fellow leaders, and calls the police via satellite phone. The police make their way out there fairly quickly, find this guy about a mile away from their campground, and arrest him. They come to find out that he had a rifle, a handgun, rope, and a bunch of empty prescription pill bottles with him. The letter he left with her explained that he needed a human sacrifice in order to get back with the grace of God and gave directions on where the recipient should meet him. Needless to say they headed back to campus three days ahead of schedule and the University opted to do the hike in a different location for my year. I remember that day as a day like no other in my life as a hunter. It was a cool morning as I ventured into the forest, eager to track down the prey that would provide sustenance for my family. As I roamed deeper into the woods, I spotted a stag. Its antlers reached towards the sky, and the way the sun glistened off its coat made it seem almost mystical. This was no ordinary stag. It was a creature of sheer beauty, unlike any I had encountered before. I aimed my rifle, my heart pounding in anticipation. The shot was precise, and as the stag fell, I couldn't help but feel a sense of satisfaction. I knew this kill would provide us with ample meat for the upcoming months, and my family would be grateful. What made this stag even more remarkable was a large, jet-black spot under one of its eyes. It was like a unique signature, a mark that set it apart from any other animal I'd ever hunted. The next day, I decided to venture to a different part of the forest. The thrill of the hunt was in my blood, and I couldn't resist the call of the wild. As I cautiously peered through my scope, I spotted another stag. It was a beautiful creature, and as I focused my sight, my heart stopped. It couldn't be, but it was. The stag had the same distinctive black spot under its eye. My mind raced with confusion. How could this be? Was it possible that this was the same stag I had killed just a day ago? I couldn't fathom it. It was as if the spirit of the animal I had taken had returned to haunt me. My hands trembled as I took aim once more. My fingers squeezed the trigger, but this time my shot missed its mark. The stag turned and our eyes locked. It felt as if the creature peered into my very soul, and the chilling sensation sent shivers down my spine. In an instant, the stag bolted, disappearing into the dense underbrush. I was left standing there, feeling an inexplicable unease. I couldn't shake the feeling that I had encountered something beyond the realm of the natural world, something haunting. I returned home, my thoughts filled with questions. Was it the same stag, or had it been a mere coincidence? A couple months ago, I was doing my nightly routine at about 2 a.m., After I finished getting ready for bed, I took my dog out and when she came in I turned off all the lights in the house. I walked in the kitchen and over to the light and didn't see anything. As soon as I turned off my light, I saw something out of the corner of my eye. I turned and saw a tall, skinny, white humanoid creature thing sitting at the head of the dining room table. I ran with my dog and went to my room and the energy felt off for the rest of the night. There are also some more experiences that have happened when I was younger and more recently that are probably unrelated to this as well, such as hearing voices talk when I was younger and weird sounds over my house. Last night I got a call from a military buddy that he was looking for a ride home from the bar and didn't want to spend $30 on an Uber ride. I said sure I was hungover myself and figured it would help to drive with the windows down and get some air. It was probably 12.30am and I was driving around my neighborhood trying to take an alternate route that I hadn't taken before but knew about. Basically one that went through residential areas and stayed off of the bigger, more populated routes. I didn't really want to fight traffic the entire way getting downtown, so as I'm driving everything was normal. I was listening to some random podcast about World War II, but then as I'm passing this one random house a couple streets down from mine, there's a kid standing in the front yard right on the edge of the road. To be honest, this doesn't sound that weird, but looking back, it was past midnight, and this kid was maybe 10, 11 years old. He had on a red shirt, tan shorts, and sneakers with a blonde ball cut. Totally normal-looking kid. So as I'm coming up to this kid, I get to a speed bump and had slowed down. So I was able to get a better look at him. He wasn't playing. He wasn't running around. No other kids were with him. He was just standing completely still and meeting my gaze as I'm going past. Like the entire way down the street, he doesn't stop staring. And after I had passed him, I keep looking at my rearview mirror, and he still doesn't stop looking. He doesn't cross the street or go back to playing around. He just keeps standing there staring at my truck. On the drive back, I told my friend after picking him up about the kid, and he was interested. So I took him back through the same way where I saw the kid this time he wasn't there. Fast forward to when me and my friend get back to my place sitting in my living room, shooting the shit-watching YouTube, and we hear this super-fast, quiet knocking at the door, like so quiet my SE almost completely smothered the sound. It's like 1.30 a.m. at this point, and both my roommates are out of town for the long weekend. So I was kind of weary of answering the door. I peek out the window next to the front door and see no one there. Honestly, this could have just been a tree limb hitting the roof near the front door. But in that moment, it was like I was having a heart attack, thinking I'd see that kid there. Later, when I was in bed just laying there, I heard a few more random knocks in different places. My bedroom is right next to the front door and goes out onto the patio that the front door connects to. These knocks could have been at the front door or just in some random spot in the house. At this point I was so tired I really didn't really care to worry a it and passed out. Waking up this morning thinking about it those knocks creeped me out a bit more, but just doing a walk through of my front patio. Nothing was out of the regular so there's not much else to go on. I know this really isn't the most bone-chilling story, but kinda goes to show how kids can be so creepy with zero effort. This happened when I was an infant. My father was driving me and him to meet up with my mother and older brother at our grandparents' house. It was some sort of family emergency mild heart attack if I remember correctly. This was in the south where my father is from. He's heard all sorts of creepy stories and occurrences and loves to tell them. As he tells it, it was the middle of the night. He got a call about the family emergency and picked me up from the babysitter and left right away. There's a bridge that he's driven many times before in his youth. The type of bridge that's popular in horror movies. It crossed a wide river and was covered in fog so you couldn't see the other side. My father was in the military and made this drive many times to visit his parents. He says he's heard of strange happenings on the bridge, but had never seen any. Well this night, about halfway across the bridge, he finds a truck with the hood open and a man frantically waving for him to stop and getting into his line of travel. My father says he looked harmless enough, just a guy with a breakdown, but such an odd place for one. Dad just doesn't feel right about this situation so he guns it and honks, pretty much letting the guy know to get out of the way or get hit. The man dived out of the way and my father sees three more men get out of the bed of the truck, slam the hood closed and start to turn around. My father served as military police for a long period and knew exactly what to expect. He drove as fast as he could to a turn off he remembered from his previous trips. This next part confuses me, but he claims it made sense. He believed he couldn't outrun our pursuers, so he pulled off at at the small dirt road he knew. He drove as far as the road allowed, which apparently was still in sight of the main paved road, and got out of the car with me and his service pistol. My mom loves the next part. He gave me my bottle and favorite stuffed animal and placed me in my car seat behind a tree. Then he went to the opposite side of the small clearing and waited. I'm sure people will be confused, but he knew if they found the car he would hopefully shoot first and end it quickly or draw them away from me he says it only took a few moments before the truck probably filled with crazy hillbillies drove past and out of our lives after waiting a little he made his way back across the bridge to the next town and brought the local cops to the bridge they said they had heard of missing people heading down that road but had never found anything again they came up empty Wish I knew if they ever got caught. Edit, not exactly secluded, but in the area where the film deliverance is supposed to have happened, so I counted. Hello, I would like to share my story too, in case there is someone who has experienced something similar. I am female, 20 years old, and this experience happened some years ago, maybe around 2017 back then I had absolutely nothing to do with religion or spirituality so one summer night maybe around 3 I was sitting on the balcony of my house in Greece alone when I suddenly saw a figure like a man but white and very bright going up the road to my house I froze and looked at it intensely to understand what exactly I was seeing I thought he was human but he was so bright that I could not understand his features The scariest thing of all was that while he was walking he suddenly stopped as if he realized that i saw him and turned back to leave walking just before he turned and i lost sight of him it disappeared and appeared on the other side of the field i live in a field so i have perfectly clear vision of the front side of my house when i sit on my balcony under a tree i stared at it until it completely disappeared after a few seconds I'm absolutely sure it was not human for two reasons. Firstly, it was so bright that I could not see anything on it, except its human shape, and secondly, my dog, who was sleeping under the balcony, would have seen it from the first second it appeared in front of her. Please, if you have a similar experience or an explanation, let me know, because after so many years, I have not been able to explain it. Thank you. need help identifying, I think it was a werewolf. I'm from Brassel, and I've seen a lot of things in this short 21 years of my life, but one time I was doing a trail with a friend. We started very late, like 22 p.m., and finished around 1 a.m. near a residential area with the old church and cow pastures. My friend needed to deliver to a woman he knew some pots and pans that she had borrowed, so we could make food and sweets for the Feast of Sao Joao, a Catholic, holiday in the way back home we needed to walk a long dirt road which was separated from the pastures by a fence and trees back to back start to end of the road we carried flashlights but the night was very bright due to the reed being very wide and open midway through the long road we started to hear some rumbling on the fence side behind the trees i said that probably was a dog and my friend believed the sound become little by little closer the further we walked and my friend stated that was a very big dog. We kept walking until the noise was right behind our necks. With that ominous presence, I took a piece of wood that we carried in case we were attacked by dogs and etc. on the trails and asked my friend to shine the flashlight on the fence and that was when I see it, a big skinny figure standing up in his two hind legs. His arms were so long, they touched the ground like a gorilla leaning back and hiding his true height, looking me in the eyes with his crooked spine. It looked like a terminal anorexic bull with a deformed face without horns, but with neck hair like a fake mane and moonlight gray skin and shine eyes. This one second looked like an eternity. Suddenly the light went out, and when I looked, my friend was running and shouting to me, do the same. I ran like I never needed to run before with that thing running beside me in the other side of the trees when we reached the end of the road. When we reached the end of the road, we were graced by the statue of Our Lady Fatima standing still in his shrine, and the thing had vanished in the fields. I asked him if he had seen it, and he said no, and that he ran in fear. For so long I thought it was a werewolf, but it was so different from anything I have ever heard of and I truly don't know that was but still visits me in my dreams lurking in the corners of my eyes. This was one of the freakiest experiences of my life. I was driving in the mountains with my friend, we were going back to our hotel, and it was late in the night. Pitch black for the most part, but we thought we would reach soon. We soon figured out that we were lost, and I had a bad feeling about something. My friend spurred me to go on because we were pretty tired and cold, but I stopped the car and got off to figure out where we were. I step out and just walk a bit around and notice that if I had just kept on driving for maybe two seconds longer, like my friend had told me to, we would have fallen to our deaths. The road ended not five meters from where I stood. My dad said he used to go work on a boat, fishing for whatever he could catch. And by boat, I mean a 20-food boat would take a crew of around 8 people off to the middle of nowhere in a lake and drop them off on a very small, one-person boat, kind of like a canoe size, and the small boat would be anchored in place. But he would get dropped off around 9 at night, and they would pick them up around 3 in the morning. He said he did this for a month and actually enjoyed the loneliness out there. He would say that it would be pitch black some nights, and some nights the sky was beautifully lit with stars. One night it was pitch dark and kind of foggy, as he was just fishing as usual, when he could hear a strange noise behind him. It sounded like something trying to sneak up on him on the water. He turns around and the fog gets thicker and can barely see a hint of light. He tries to see what it is, and he said it looked like a humanoid figure walking on water towards my dad. By this time, he is freaking out. He only has with him some food and water, a fishing rod with extra bait and an umtitul. He said he stared at the humanoid object for the next few minutes as it walked towards him. When he first saw it, it was about 100 yards away. After a few minutes, it was around 35 feet away, and he could tell it was a person walking towards him. He is freaking out since he is in the middle of a lake and there appears to be a person walking on water towards my dad. He reels in the fishing pole and gets ready to use it as a weapon. The humanoid figure has a lamp with him and is holding it to the front while walking towards my dad. As it gets near my dad, it speaks. It says my dad's name. My dad stays frozen as this figure is around 20 feet away from my dad. My dad asks who the figure is, and the man asks if he wants to go home. My dad then realizes it sounded like his friend, and as the person walks up to my dad, he can clearly see it is one of the persons that works with him. The man tells my father that the big boat broke down and that they are walking back to shore, and that he can just jump off the boat. They are but two feet deep of water. My dad laughs and jumps off the boat and into the water, leaves the boat there and decided to head back to the pickup zone. But he said that it was one of the scariest things that has ever happened to him. It was back in February 2007 in rural Indiana. I worked overnight shifts at a warehouse. We had been let off work a little early, and I was following a coworker down the road when I noticed he swerved off to the right side of the road then swerved back onto the road and continued driving. I assumed maybe he wasn't paying attention or something ran out in front of him, but as I got closer, I saw a very tall, black shape walking in the middle of the roadway. I too had to swerve, but I essentially came to a full stop as the thing walked next to my driver's window. I never saw a head on it, and I didn't even see any arms. It looked like a large person wrapped up in a black blanket or cloak. The movements when I first saw it in the headlights were not like any sort of person or animal that I've recognized. I related to flapping in the wind like those inflatable wacky arm men you see in front of stores or car dealerships sometimes. It took a step and flailed its torso around, then another step and more flapping. Very unnatural movements. When it walked by the vehicle, it was considerably taller than my Explorer. It was leaning forward like a person who used a walker But even leaning, it was still a foot or so taller. My explorer was 67, according to Google, so this would have made it almost seven tall while leaning forward. It had two very thick legs and a very thick torso, but I didn't see any hair, any clothing, nothing but solid black or dark brown. I couldn't make out any details other than that. When the red taillights lit it up as it was behind the vehicle, I could see between both legs, but the legs were solid not translucent, as they blocked out the lights, so they had to have been solid. Anyways, I drove down the road and saw my co-worker had pulled off into a gravel parking lot. I pulled up next to him, and he asked if I saw it and how it didn't have a head. I said I was going back to look for whatever it is because obviously it's something strange. We ended up heading back the way we came, and I was in front. As we got back to the same general area, I saw a large black dog lying in the middle of the road. Now, for a dog, it was a lot bigger than any normal dog I've seen. But it was just lying in the road and looked like it was dead. So the first thing I assumed was that's what was walking in the road. Maybe it got hit by a car and was flopping around. It looked like a large black German shepherd type dog, but it had really thick, puffy fur like a chow dog. I got out to see what it was and the dog raised its head up and looked back at me, growling with a low grumble. Its eyes reflected the headlights, so they looked like they were glowing yellowish. I stopped about 15 feet away from this dog, and it started trying to stand up, but it sort of hobbled a bit, then stood up directly on its hind legs and looked at me. It was standing up like a person, not how a normal dog would appear to be standing up, but how a person normally would. It had to have been around six foot tall. I'm six foot three and it was almost my height, I would guess. It stood there for just a second or two and then got down on all fours and ran off the road into the trees, but I never actually saw it using its front legs. It had ears on top of its head, a normal dog-looking face. It didn't have stereotypical hands like werewolves or other dogmen depictions. It had all the features of just being a very tall black dog that could stand up on its hind legs. It wasn't a bear, I can tell the difference. Bears also don't have pointed dog ears. We also don't have bears in Indiana, supposedly, but we also don't have upright walking canines, so. The area it ran to is a deer preserve, and it has about an eight or nine foot fence that goes around the whole area. I don't know where it went, but it disappeared once it got out of the headlights. By this point, my co-worker got out of his car and I walked back toward him. We were both wondering what was going on. I happened to glance down and standing between us was a normal-looking field mouse. It was also on its hind legs and using its front legs to clean itself. It looked all wet and it hadn't been raining or snowing outside, so I wasn't sure how it was wet other than cleaning itself. I tried to nudge it with my shoe, but it didn't care. It just stayed there, wiping itself. We left, I got home, and looked up, weird walking dogs. I drew a picture and posted it on a forum, and someone said I must have come across a Michigan Dogman. I had never heard of that before. I knew about werewolves and stuff from movies, but I'd never heard of dogmen. I went back to work a few nights later and tried to tell my coworker about what I found and the rest of the guys started laughing at me. So he got pissed off and basically threatened me to shut up about it, or he would just deny it happened. So I stopped talking about it and never really told anyone else for almost 15 years. I told my wife and a couple of close friends, but I don't even think they really believe it, and I struggle to believe it myself. Logical reasoning would say it was a hurt dog. It was playing with this mouse and got hit by a car, Broke its front legs, and was hobbling around because it couldn't use them. That's why the mouse was wet and traumatized because the dog was messing with it. I can explain everything else away except that first thing walking in the road was so much bigger than the dog. I can accept everything else but that. This is why I started my podcast. I never felt like I could share my experience without people saying I'm insane. If someone told me it happened to them, I would also think the same thing it's hard for someone who doesn't believe in this sort of stuff to have to question their own perception of reality the book I wrote was heavily influenced by that night and my own life to an extent because this is something that's haunted me for a while now some may think oh he wrote a book so it's clearly false and I wouldn't blame anyone for thinking that I wrote my experience into a fictionalized book but that doesn't mean it didn't happen It's my own way of continuing to deal with the situation, is how I feel. At the end of the day, I don't know what we saw. I don't necessarily believe in dogmen, but I also don't know what to believe just because I saw something unexplainable. It would be so much easier to dismiss it and say it's all fake, and I wish it was honestly.